This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers, a transformational hour with Dr. Kate Siner, live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep. Change yourself. Change with world. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers. Uh, and uh, this week, we are going to be talking about trusting yourself. And also, uh, in the second segment, we are going to have Dr. Lynn Morell um, on the show. And I'm super excited to have her. She's a brilliant woman with tons, tons of wonderful things to share. So that will be um, probably about 20 minutes into the show. So trusting yourself. Trusting yourself is actually um, the same thing as confidence. When we trust ourselves, then we have the confidence to go out to the world and do um, what it is that we want to do. And there's different types of confidence, right? So there's a confidence in like a skill. So maybe we feel really confident about our ability to swim or paint or dance or something like that. And then there's also the confidence in who we are. And the, the confidence in who we are is really dependent on, um, our, our knowledge of ourself and that deep connection that I talk about that helps us feel secure as we move in the world. And one of the things that, um, we, um, is really important to our ability to trust ourselves is being in integrity with ourselves. So that's knowing what it is that we value, knowing it is what our standards of behavior are for ourselves. And the more that we act in accordance with this, provided, once again, that this comes from that deeper place, it doesn't come from that superficial place, right? So there's a way that we could say, well, this is the right way to act, and really, we're talking from more of that, that ego level that I talk about. Like, you should act like this. If you acted like this, then you would be good and right, right? But that's not actually, um, you know, that's not the same thing as what we really feel deep inside is the right way to act and the right way to be. And when we're, we're in alignment with that, when we live from that place, um, we feel like we're in integrity and we have a sense of confidence because it's kind of what happens is, is when you know that you're acting in a way that's right for you, then when you get the, even if you get negative feedback or criticism or you reach an obstacle, you feel that sense of like, yes, but I know that this is, this is how I should act. This is how I want to be. So the differentiator here, I just wanted to start in order to get ourselves into that place of integrity. The differentiator is whether we're coming from the place of, you know, external or more, what I would call more superficial, like persona level, ego level, sense that this is the way that you should be, right? 
that's not that's not necessarily what we want to get on on board with. We might want to understand it so that we can step into ourselves in a deeper way. But the more that we step into or move into a deeper place inside of ourselves, the more we're able to take right action that's in alignment with the depths of who we are. This is why I always talk about like connecting with your core, getting aligned, getting clear on your values, and really using those to navigate through the world. And, you know, a really great example to demonstrate how important this like trust of ourselves is, is that if you think about, you know, uh, if you had a friend in your life that was continually lying to you, was saying one thing and doing another, you know, or acted in ways that were disrespectful to what you, you know, wanted or believed in or whatever, or they were unreliable, would you feel a sense of trust with this person? And the answer is most likely not, you know, I mean, from a healthy place, no. And it's pretty similar in, in the relationship that we have with ourself, the relationship we have with ourself, the more that we act in accordance with those values, with that deep sense of what's right, the more that we're able to, um, feel trusting with ourselves and then that sense of confidence in what it is that we do. So what, you know, what happens if we kind of step away from our deeper connection with ourselves and step away from acting in a way that um, feels good to us is that it actually starts to inhibit the way that we move in the world. Um, it actually decreases like every, it's, it's almost like, you know, it, it's almost like in the, you know, like in the movies, if you see someone, you know, make a deal with the devil and they don't really realize what it is that they're giving up sort of thing. It's almost like that in the sense that, you know, every time you act out of integrity with yourself, it sort of chips away at or puts a damper on or holds you back from that real deep connection with your life force. And so what you feel is you feel you're more likely to go to a place of like rules. You're more likely to go to a place of judgment, you know, and, you know, that's a self-perpetuating cycle. And that doesn't keep us sort of connected to that flow of who we are. And in that flow of who we are, really, you know, finding like just sort of a boundless sense of energy, right? So this trusting ourselves that comes from that place of alignment, that place of connection to our integrity, that is also what creates a really dynamic and energized self and life. Okay. So once again, like let's, let's just look at this instead of terms inside of ourselves, right? Let's look at this relationally. And, you know, if, if you have someone like just take another person who always tells you that you're wrong, that the way that you do things is wrong, that, um, you know, uh, that criticizes your motivation or that, um, in any way kind of like keeps blocking you from being you, 
right? How would you start to feel around that person? Chances are you would start to shut down. You would start communicating less. You would start connecting less, right? You might start to even flatline as far as how you feel inside yourself. Um, when around them and then maybe even not. Maybe if you incorporate that into the way that you are living, um, the way that that person is interacting with you, then you would also start to feel maybe not so great when you're not around them. So developing this really supportive, healthy, um, you know, full of integrity uh, relationship with ourselves has so many, many effects. And one of those effects is definitely a sense of, of confidence. It's like from that fully energized place, from that deeply connected place, from that place where we're acting in a way that feels really right and good for who we are, you know, we have, you know, it's like we have more confidence. We have more confidence as we move forward in, in, in the world. So it's huge. It's a, it's a key. So if you think about it, like once again, I just want to like reiterate that, that if you think about your relationship with yourself in terms of what it would be like to be in relationship with you as another person, um, it can be really helpful because all those habits that show up, the ways that we might be judgmental or, or, or critical or, you know, tell ourselves that we're wrong, all of that, like, that might be something that if it was someone outside of us, it would be a little clearer that that's not a healthy or helpful thing to have. So once again, being in alignment with ourselves, being in that place of integrity and trust really opens us up to be, you know, more spontaneous, more full, more alive. Okay. And we cultivate this trust, you know, through understanding right? So think of it this way. If you're going into a situation you know nothing about, right? It's hard to have a sense of like trust, right? Because you have no idea. You don't know what it is that's coming. It's completely unknown. There's nothing. And so in that it takes a, you know, is it possible to be really, you know, confident and trusting in that situation? Yes, absolutely. But um, it is more challenging. So the more that we know ourselves, the more that we're aware of what's going on, the more that we can then trust ourselves and the more that we can set ourselves up to be in the world in ways that continually deepen our trust of ourselves versus go the opposite way, right? So, so in other words, like let's look at it from the, the negative perspective. In other words, if I know that I have a certain limitation, right? Then um, I can like actually still develop trust with myself just by acknowledging that and recognizing that I'm working on it and finding ways to support myself in learning whatever skills that I need to or making whatever changes that I need to. That develops a lot of trust, even though I might have this, mm, like in the words that we're using right now, untrustworthy um, behavior, so, you know, just by being able to see it and know, you know, what, you know, know it's there and have some sense of how I want to work with it, I start to then gain this sense of trust, not necessarily in 
the behavior and my ability to either do it or not do it, but I gain this sense of trust in the process and my willingness to engage and change and that kind of thing. So that kind of, you know, like deepening that kind of trust with ourselves is, is really important, you know, deepening that trust through our understanding. And that's goes back to why I say awareness, 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 awareness is key to you being able to, uh, you know, take many, if not all of the steps that you need to in personal development. So first thing we do is we look for that self-understanding. And, and when we look for that self-understanding, right, and we kind of like start to say, okay, let me take a look. Let me see what's going on here. Um, you know, one of the things that can happen is that we see things kind of like I was saying, we see things that we don't really like. And when we see things that we don't really like, one of the things that is the outcome of that is we might start to trust ourselves a little bit less for a time. But as soon as we can refocus on the process of growth and development, the more that we get back to this, the faster we get back to this trust. And then over time, as we start to develop sort of like a track record with ourselves, then we trust ourselves more and more. And so it's so important in this process to use um, not just um, kind of looking at the problems and making assessments about who we are and, you know, what our capacity is, um, in, in honest and clear way, but also moving into a place of acceptance, right? Real deep acceptance and compassion for who we are, right? So what we can do, like I was saying, is we can start to take a look. Okay, if I'm taking, if I'm starting to see what's going on and I notice that, see, maybe I'm not trustworthy. Um, I don't do what I say I'm going to do or I don't, you know, uh, communicate in a clear and, you know, forthright manner, right? Like, so if I start to see those kind of things in myself, whether it's in one situation, like a type of situation or whether it's across the board in my life, you know, then I can move into a place of just saying, okay, that's part of me. That's part of how I've been behaving. And now, you know, now what do I want to do about it? Now, how would I like to make this change for myself? And you can put in something small that you can do to be different. And sometimes the first step is just keep bringing your attention to that place where you have the behavior that you want to change. So you start to really know and understand that it's there and that you can, um, and then you can figure out something to do about it. But just that process, like I was saying, just engaging in that process helps us learn to trust ourselves. There's something about it. It's just like we, we, it's whether it's another person or it's us, that willingness to be, you know, candid, to be authentic, you know, to just say it like it is that, that when that shows up, there's a way that you I mean, you can feel it. You're like, ah. There's a, like almost like a, a, a relaxing that happens 
that comes with that. Because it's like there's a part of us that was really longing to just be the truth of who we are. And to just be able to share that with others. So when we get that, you know, we, we automatically are just like, oh, okay, right, right. This is good. I can, you know, I'm going to trust this. Even if we don't qu- totally get it right. You know, and it's really important there to bring in um, compassion, which I will talk about some more after this break. So in compassion is just what helps us sustain ourselves as we move through the process. Um, Okay, so um, what we're going to do when we get back from the break is I'm going to be joined by Dr. Lynn Morell. I'm super excited to have her on the show. And we're going to talk a little bit more about trusting yourself and um, how we can do that um, in, in, in greater and greater ways. So I'll talk to you in just a couple minutes. Ever wondered why some people seem to sail ahead and others get stuck? The secret is in your mindset. Join author and educator Dr. Kate Siner for a one-hour live webinar on the miracle of mindset, May 15th at 7 p.m. Eastern. On this webinar, she will give you three keys to mindset that will help you stay on track if you run or want to run your own business. Join Dr. Kate Siner for the free webinar, Miracle of Mindset, at 7 p.m. Eastern. For more information or to sign up, go to katesigner.com forward slash miracle dash of dash mindset dash the number two. We all want to be happier, more fulfilled, more successful. But the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real life tools to get the results you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived. Get the support you need to continue on your path of positive change. To learn more, visit www.katesigner.com. Are you craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected. Internationally recognized author and facilitator, Dr. Kate Siner, is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your true self so you can make a difference in the world starting with you. Visit www.katesiner.com.
Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and we are talking today about vulnerability. Right before the break, I was talking about how, I'm not sorry, we're not talking about vulnerability, we're talking about trust. And in talking about trust, um, it's about how we can um, really be, how being in integrity um, with ourselves um, really helps us build that trust with ourselves. And I'm back here with um, Dr. Lynn Morell. And uh, Lynn has impacted thousands of people. And she has um, built bridges to transform both their, their physical, their mental, emotional, and spiritual challenges so that they can be more productive and healthy and wealthy. And she also has a best-selling book, which I highly suggest that you check out. And it's called Soul Lifts. From bumps to brilliance. And it, it has very practical examples and stories, um, to demonstrate how the impact that, um, spirituality can have on your life. So there are lots of amazing things about, um, Dr. Lynn. She's described by her colleagues as a visionary, a thought leader, and an intuitive. She also had the, as a fifth degree in black belt, um, a fifth degree black belt and is a nationally ranked karate champion. So she is, brings a unique perspective, uh, to trust and peak performance and mindset. So Lynn, thanks so much for being here. Oh, you're welcome, Kate. And actually, I'm really grateful that you used the word vulnerability. <laughs> uh, there's, there's no accidents because in the process of learning to trust ourselves requires a certain amount of vulnerability. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They definitely go hand in hand. So would you be willing to share a little bit about, you know, how it is that you came to do the work that you do? I always like people to know a bit about, you know, the person uh, and the story behind the person. Oh, my goodness. I was the person that didn't trust themselves. Chubby 16, <laughs> well, actually 14-year-old at the time, who got dragged to martial arts lessons uh, because my younger sister wanted to go. So fast forward 50 years, using my body as a vehicle is how I learned to trust myself. So for me, it was a very visceral thing from a kid picked last at every single thing to someone who went on to fight in the garden and was one of the first guests in China when they opened to martial artists into the West. But for me, I had to become vulnerable. And by that, I meant I had to look at the part of myself I didn't like. And then I had to begin to love that part because in order to be fully trusting of ourself, I think the first requisite is we have to accept ourselves as is. Yeah. Yeah. So was there a time where, you know, in this process between 14 and now where, um, in like you came to a place of really like, you were like, wow, that is a really difficult thing for me to accept. And what was it that you did that helped you accept that part of yourself so that you could deepen your trust? Well, I think one of the things was I met my childhood sweetheart on the eve of my 17th birthday. Uh, I still love him all these years later, which is in excess of, you know, 30-something plus. But when the realization came after 17 years together that I could no longer live with him, um, I resisted that knowing inside of me for probably five years. Um, we ran a small business together. Actually, I, I started a karate school with him. 
And I did not know that he had some mental health challenges. So gradually, the man that I adored disappeared as I knew him. Mm. And I kept trying to fix myself. And uh, if only I could be a better wife, if only I could do this, if only I could not upset him. Of course, well, that's the recipe for madness. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, the shift for me came when I just couldn't ignore the obvious. I had not accepted that part of me that he was mirroring to me. You know, because when you point the finger three point back, so I was controlling, I was angry, I was this. I wasn't mentally ill, but it took a physical violence for me to actually leave. Mm-hmm. And so then I slowly began to trust myself because my, my self-esteem had been eroded over those 17 years. So while I was a world-class karate champion and I was... I would have gone to the Olympics had it gone into um, operation before I retired. I was on the national team. All those wonderful accolades in the world didn't fill up the emptiness in my heart. And while I trusted martial arts, I didn't trust the deeper me, what I would call my soul. Right. And in what, how, so that was like, I would almost say like the birth part, right? You came out of this relationship and sort of started a new life, so to speak. And what was it that, you know, helped you continue to connect in and find that deeper connection to your soul? Well, it's a funny thing, but at heart, I'm a scientist and I love data, which is so like counterintuitive to opening your heart. But I started to follow my intuition or those gut responses, the energy nudges where your, your spirit is speaking to you saying, go there. No, don't go there. And so for about two years, I actually tracked my intuition um, because I really fully didn't trust my heart back then. Mm. And what I found was that what my heart was prompting me to do by way of the intuition was always accurate. So I came to accept the part of me that didn't trust and rather than resist it, which is futile, like what they said to the, the Borg said in Star Trek, resistance <laughs> is futile. Yes. You cannot resist your, the things you don't want, but you can right. learn to love them. Yes. And loving the part that doesn't trust and doing my data, I learned to trust. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. And, and did your process, like your, do your karate, your growth in karate facilitate that kind of that process for you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I came out of a domestic violence and some mental health, health things in my childhood. And I ran away at 17. By then I'd already had two years of martial arts. So I had this confidence that I could work my way through school and that I could do what it took to get through um, but it wasn't always that way. I was so insecure and I was incapable of deciding what I wanted or even setting a goal. Mm-hmm. And so for me, martial arts was the first goal. When my parents decided my sister quit, they decided I didn't need uh, judo lessons anymore. I went out and got a job ironing shirts and washing floors so that I could pay tuition. And then I begged, borrowed, and stole rides to get to the school because intuitively I knew that there was something life-giving about that. So those were some of the things that I did. I, I, I started with where I was at. I had one thing I loved, 
And then nothing else could I make a decision about or trust myself. But I trusted that drive inside of me that said, go to class, you'll feel better. Yeah, and it's it, through setting that goal and then fulfilling on that, right? That deepened also your sense of trust in yourself. Like, oh, it's not it's intuition, and it's also that active. I said I was going to do this, and I did everything that I needed to, and that's like one form of being in integrity, like I was talking about. Exactly, and those small steps done consistently and wisely over time make huge. Um, deposits in your trust bank account. If you give your word at this point in my life, if somebody invites me to do something, I usually say health and schedule permitting because I don't want a lot of open, open files inside of my brain where out of lack of trusting, I say yes to everything. And then I, I disappoint everybody, including myself. So the consistent steps will actually build trust muscles. Right. Right. So, so one of the things that I think comes up when, when it comes to trust is it's like, it's trusting ourselves and it's trusting others. And sometimes I think it's easier for people to trust, um, to trust others than it is actually for them to trust themselves. They'll like actually place their trust outside of them. And you know, what kind of like, what is it that you can do to then help you build your own kind of trust muscles, as you were saying? Well, that's such an excellent question, Kate. One of the things that I've learned through literally thousands of people over the last 40 years, um, because I did start coaching by the time I was 15. I started teaching grown men karate, which was ridiculous. But my my passion and my ability to throw them on their butt um, gained me respect very quickly. And so... What what most people do and what I see over and over is we are taught, especially women, to be outer directed. So it, we're taught ridiculous beliefs like, you know, it's more blessed to sacrifice yourself on the altar of something, fill in the blank, than it is to take care of yourself. But mm. the truth is you will never find anybody in the world that is, that is trustworthy unless you find yourself because you'll project your hurts, your beliefs, and we always attract the people to us that will give us our lessons, both positive or negative. So, you know, recognizing that the reason that the forecourt of Delphi is know thyself, when you know yourself, then you will know when someone else is lying or they're nefarious or they want to cheat you or they're going to take you to the bank or to the altar and dump you. Ultimately, when we trust ourselves, we give up our victim status. And that's mm-hmm. one of the huge things that keep people from trusting myself. They blame, they, they want the world to do what they want. I loved when you talked about judgment, because mm-hmm. judgment will take you out of the ability to trust yourself or anyone else. Your ego is designed to be the center of the world. So in order for the ego to get gratification, it needs to have control, it wants approval, it wants people to like us. None of those things work when you're on the path to true power, which Mm -hmm. is connection to your soul, which doesn't Mm -hmm. have any needs. It already is love. Right. So we're running around looking like a fish. We're looking for water. Right. In a sea of it. Right. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, when we, um, 
Harris, as I was listening to you, I'm thinking about um, this uh, sense of like, well, when people are talking to me, when they're talking to me, they're saying things like, oh, I don't know if I can trust this person. I can't trust this situation. I won't trust anyone and whatever. And immediately the next thing to do is just to say, oh, okay, well, let's bring this back home and let's look at how and if you actually trust yourself at all. And quite, I'm sure that, you know, I mean, it's like, it's, it's a very common thing that we see the person turns around, they look at themselves and they realize, well, oh, wow, this is the factor. I don't trust myself. And then in addition to that, you know, part of that lack of trust of ourselves can come from those blind spots I was talking about earlier. And in those blind spots, it's like what we're not willing to look at, what we're not willing to accept about ourselves, that kind of stuff, like you were saying, sort of comes up in the external comes up in, you know, the people and experiences that we, that we have is another good reason to really get to know yourself really well. Absolutely. I mean, your, your word is your power. Mm-hmm. So we corrupt our words. And in my, my, another book that I wrote called get clear, get connected, get a job. A friend of mine said to me, denial is don't even know I'm lying. Right. Yes, that's great. What's beautiful about that is to build trust. We have to be open to see the places that are blind spots where we haven't trusted ourselves, where we lie to ourselves. Oh, I could never be in a relationship because I'm too fat and nobody would want me. That's a blatant lie. Right. It's a a belief lie. Or, you know, I had a bad childhood, so um, I'm not going to be powerful and wise and wonderful because I'm wounded. Well, that's also a lie. Right. Because the past is over, but man, we love to drag that sucker with us. Right. My boyfriend cheated on me when I was 17 and I'll never open my heart again. Well, who's the one losing there? I know, right. Yes. You know? Right. It doesn't work. Change it. And trust, I got to tell you, that that conscious decision that I will treat myself as though I'm the most valuable person in the world. When I started, a wise Chinese friend when I was in Beijing said to me, um, treat yourself as though you're your own lover. Nurture yourself the way that you would like your lover to nurture you. And treat yourself as though you're the most delicate, brilliant thing in the world that is worthy of, of reverence and awe. Yeah. I don't know many people that do that, including me. Although I, know. I have moments. I have moments. Even if you just take that in a little bit. That's a wonderful exercise for perspective on all of this. So even if, you know, we take that in just a little bit and think about how we have loved and, you know, and then turn that around and think about how, you know, how we would then treat ourselves, that can be life changing to take in that kind of shift in perspective and really understand what it would mean to treat ourselves in that precious way instead of looking out into the world to try to find someone or something that's going to give us that experience. This is a very, very powerful thing. You're so right, Kate. And the the interesting thing is fashions change, styles change, what's in, what's out changes. The soul is unchanging. When you align with the soul, with the part of you that is wise and loves, then amazing things happen. Yeah, totally. Totally, totally. Is that so, you? 
We are coming just a little bit towards the end of um, our time together. And um, I, I know that you have, you know, so much to offer people as far as, um, you know, your book for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to mention that again, as far as a wonderful thing to check out, it's called soul lifts from bumps to brilliance. And can you just tell us just a little bit about what to expect from that book and maybe, you know, who, who should really look for it and pick it up? Oh, actually it's a compilation of true stories where people have actually even kept their names of people who have overcome challenges to trusting themselves, um, life losses, loss of children, loss of home, loss of job, and how these very wonderful people, actually including some of my stories, are in here. And I like to say that a soul lift is a lot less expensive than a facelift. And, it- <laughs> so, uh, and you pick it up, I like to call it throne material, where you can just read a short chapter, there are half a page, a page, with a couple of questions to ponder So if you or someone that you love is going through a difficult time, these are gems, not theoretical, but how people have walked through the loss of spouse and child and and being laid off after 35 years and what do you do and how do you pick yourself up and trust that it's all perfect and everything is a stepping stone, even lack of trust. Beautiful. Yes. Yes. That's one thing that I love about you. You always remember to add that in so that people don't go too far in the duality of things. It's really beautiful. So, um, okay. So if there's one thing that you want to leave, uh, you know, our listeners with today, what would that be? Well, to recognize that life is really, really precious, Kate, mm-hmm. and that none of us know whether tomorrow will be here. So treat yourself really well, and you'll be surprised that the world begins to mirror that. Because life is so short, why not trust your inner promptings, the ones that the still small voice will say, oh, go downstairs, you're going you're gonna to meet somebody, or, or call this person because you need to call them, and you don't know why, but you listen to that inner prompting, and lo and behold, it's a bell telephone, and they just hire you. You know, mm-hmm. I've had that happen. Or being brave when you're working on starting a new business plan. Just do it and you'll have feedback. Life isn't to be feared. It's to be relished. Mm, yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And I think that you have um, a, a guided meditation available for people if they go to your website. Is that correct? Absolutely. It's a seven-minute guided meditation you can listen to. On the run, you can download it somehow to your iPhone. And uh, one of my clients gave me a quote and said, it causes ridiculous bliss. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I don't have that. I might have to get that myself. So <laughs> that would be going to um, www.lynnmorell.com. And that's L-I-N-M-O-R-E-L.com. Uh, so that would be to get the free guided meditation that she has. And a quick reminder for uh, to take a look and pick up her book, uh, Soul Lifts, which I believe is available um, via Amazon, correct? Mm-hmm, right. It is on Amazon. Awesome. So, again, Lynn, thanks so much for being here and um, being my guest today. And, uh, yeah, and gracing everyone with your your wisdom. Really, really wonderful. Thanks, Kate. It's a pleasure. All right.
And we're going to go just to a commercial break here um, for a couple minutes, and then I will be back and talking about more how you can bring in compassion to help you really trust yourself. Um, Be back in just a couple minutes. Educator, Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a PhD in psychology, and plenty of real life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesigner.com. Are you craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator, Dr. Kate Siner, is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your core so you can make a difference in the world starting with yourself. Visit www.katesigner.com. That's K-A-T-E-S-I-N-E-R.com. Be the change you wish to see is a phrase that gets said a lot, but the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to make the changes you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived that support you on your path of positive change. To learn more and get started, visit www.katesigner.com. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner. This is Real Answers, and we have been talking about trusting. And um, I was talking to uh, Dr. Lynn Morrell before the break. Um, She had some wonderful wisdom to share with us. And um, just a reminder to take a look at her book, Soul Lifts, um, available on Amazon for some inspiration and inquiry. Um, so I was going to end this uh, session today with um, something about uh, really having compassion for yourself. And I would like to reference what Lynn was saying before about that love for self, because I find that these two walk hand in hand with each other. Um, that compassion, I believe, helps move us into a deeper, a deeper sense of love. For ourselves, really, truly being able to love ourselves. So the reason why I like to use the word compassion is because it reminds us in a way, there's a way that it reminds us to be uh, kind, caring, accepting, understanding. 
right? And, and that's something that I believe love is, but compassion, I think, serves as a tool, a reminder to say, wait a second here. Like, regardless of who I am, regardless of whether I'm trusting myself or not trusting myself, regardless of whether I did it right or I'm, I messed up according to my own standards, right? I can still hold compassion for myself. And that's the understanding that I'm a human, that I make mistakes, that, um, you know, even when I try, sometimes I'm not going to succeed that um, sometimes there are oversights and blind spots and that that is okay. That's part of the process. We don't get away from that. We don't, we continually grow. We continually deepen our insight and our abilities, but we don't get away from our humanness completely. And so it requires compassion and and that's what a lot of times i refer to as being on our own side regardless of what it is that we're you know doing or thinking about or whatever it's being on our own side and really being willing to say all right you know it's okay you did the best that you could you know or you know and even if you could say well actually i didn't do the best that i could you did the best that you could. It still turns around to you did the best that you could. And to start to cultivate that and to start to give ourselves that spacious, spaciousness um, really um, it provides us with confidence. It provides us with a type of, of trust. And it softens things once again. So that we are able, you know, as, as Lynn said, I'm glad you said vulnerability because vulnerability is such a factor, but that compassion helps us be more vulnerable. That's what I was talking about last week. So by bringing that in for ourselves and bringing it in for other people, it really, really um, helps to, to deepen our trust. And then what happens is we move from that place of compassion, a little bit more removed to that place of deep love where in, 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 you know, once again, the words of Lynn, where she said, you know, your soul is in, it's like, doesn't have all those different questions and stratifications and all of that kind of stuff. It just is. And in that it is love in that place of, you know, that deep truth, that place of love, as I say, that, you know, we are, you know, so we know, we know that trusting ourselves is just what happens, right? We know that that's, that's what we can do versus when we live up more in that ego then we're sitting there and we're saying, well, you know, that's where we'll start to spin stories, right? I can't trust myself because I can't trust this other person because I'm not going to do this ever again because or whatever. That, you know, that erodes our, our sense of, of trust and confidence. So we want to settle down, like, once again, to that place of, like, beingness, that place of, of true love, of truth, 
And there we can say, oh, yeah, I can feel that sense of trust. And it expands beyond us. It's not even just a sense of trust that gets cultivated inside of ourselves. But once that is cultivated, it expands. Our trust deepens with other people. And our trust deepens in how we feel in the world. We feel a sense of trust. And there's a really important thing here because one of the things that people set up for themselves is if I trust, right, and things work out right, then bad things won't happen to me, right? And that's that's not the name of the game. The, the name of the game is you trust yourself and you know that regardless of what happens, that you will find yourself you will find a way through that in a way that's really good. And that's totally different because when we're expecting, when we set up those, like, you know, trust, it's right for me to trust. If no pain comes back to me on the other side, we've set her, it's kind of like a recipe for disaster um, because inevitably we're going to hit something, you know, pain is one of our experiences. So, you know, learning to, you know, learning to look less at the outcome to determine, you know, whether our trusting ourselves has been successful and more at our ability or, you know, the process again and our ability to be in the situation and how we're feeling. And just like being love feels better than being hate, uh, at the same time, trusting ourselves feels much better than not trusting ourselves. Feels really, really good. So, you know, that trusting ourselves is a gift we give to ourselves in the same way that loving ourselves like we were our beloved is a gift to ourselves. And, you know, when we start to trust ourselves more, you know, there, there's a, there's, it is a cycle. It's, it's, it's self-perpetuating as we trust ourselves, as we learn about what that really means, it becomes easier and easier to just move in the world in that way. And then it becomes easier to handle difficult situations right? Um, it becomes easier to know, you know, who's the right person for a relationship? What's the right career for us to have? Is this person really a good friend? Do I want to live there? You know, it becomes easier to make those kind of decisions because we have moved into, you know, a, a place where we really trust ourselves, and everything is a little bit clearer, right? And even if there's something I was talking about, kind of like the negative circumstances, but even if, if you trust yourself and you end up with a difficult circumstance as a result, that doesn't mean you got it wrong. You know, sometimes that's exactly where we need to go for the next step. And when we can be with less judgment, and more trust, then we can see what the benefits are and what we are perceiving as being negative or an obstacle or a problem. So there's lots of really great stuff in here. 
um, around, around trusting yourself. And, you know, I'd like to go back to, you know, the kind of the exercise. It was, it wasn't really clear that it was, but, um, I think it's something that you could use, um, that Lim was talking about that she used, which is really starting to track her, that those deeper intuitions, those deeper impulses and starting to just watch, you know, what it is, where they lead her, what comes of it. And that process is, is very helpful in gaining trust with ourselves. Um, so we've got just a couple minutes left and I would like to tell you about my program, uh, which is the life work community program. And in the life work community program, it's a 10 month program that's uh, personal development oriented. And basically what it does is it helps you learn to apply some of the things that I'm talking about here. So it, it allows you to get the really individualized, you know, focus that helps you take something like trusting yourself and apply it more in your life. It gets you past the blocks that you might have or the you know misunderstandings that you might have that really hold you back from being able to apply that. It's a really, really wonderful program, really wonderful group of people that go through there. And you can find that um, through my website, uh, katesigner.com and under programs. So trusting, trusting ourselves, let's see if you could give yourself one thing today, just as a result of having listened all this time, probably thinking quite a bit about trusting yourself where you do and where you don't, you know, if you could just give yourself a moment today to connect in and hear something, hear this clear, you know, impulse or voice or perspective on something. If you could just give yourself the space to hear that and take action on it. And I think I know you know what I'm saying here, where it's, it's connecting into that thing that you've been sort of hearing, but sort of not hearing, sort of aware of or sort of not aware of. And instead of pushing it aside or instead of postponing it, taking action on it. And then just observing what the results of that are for you in your life, what it is that you learn from it, you know, how it is that you feel that that brings you into a deeper sense of trust um, or, or not. But that would be what I would advise you to do today. So I want to thank you for joining me on Real Answers today and talking about trusting yourself. And I hope you have a great rest of your day and rest of your week. And I look forward to connecting with you again um, next week um, on my show. And I'll talk to you then. You've been listening to Real Answers with your host, Dr. Kate Siner. Her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out. Visit Dr. Kate on her website at www.katesiner.com with Dr. Kate and see how she can help.